0: Welcome to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews, and today I have a couple of special guests. If y'all could introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Sergeant Hall from the Persec office. I work with personnel security and suitability.
0: I'm
2: Sergeant Tiffany Mullen. I'm also the special security representative and the state adjudicator.
0: Well, Thank y'all for being here. And today we wanted to talk about personnel security, uh, especially with uh, security clearances. So for security clearances, I know for everyone joining, uh, you have to have a security clearance. Is that is that right? That?
2: That's absolutely correct. Um, the DODM 5200.02 came out in 2017, requiring all military members to hold at least a Tier 3 investigation, which is a secret.
0: Okay. Um, so with that, and um, so with like people joining the Guard and they got to go go through the process and go through background checks and all that. And as well as, uh, so how long does the your security clearance last?
1: So for secret clearances, they last for 10 years, and top secret clearances are five years with a one-year extension right now. So okay. six years.
0: So with in the years past, I've seen, uh, I've had folks that I've had to watch have to go through updating and it like, comes up to their 10-year in the guard, and they have to update their security clearance. And it's it's a pretty lengthy process for them to do it. So, um, for someone who's about to come up and they're like, "Well, dang, my, my security clearance is coming up, and I need to update it." How would how would how would someone uh, how would you give advice to someone that wants to update their security clearance? And where would you go?
2: So basically, the individual would gather the last ten years of addresses, phone numbers, family members, anybody, neighbors. In order to start figuring out where they need to put on the SF eighty six, because the SF eighty six is going to go back ten years, and they're going to ask financial, criminal, your neighbors, where you went to school, and your military status.
0: Okay. Um. It, here's another thing: when when folks are joining the guard, is uh, I remember recruiters talking about debt, and w- what is like, what is there a certain like number of debt, uh. Because I remember they were pretty adamant about like, uh, they were always asking when we had to do RSP about debt, how much debt you have when people were joining. So uh, could you all tell us about that?
1: I think it's a common misconception to some people because they hear debt and they don't understand why debt could count against them. So delinquent debt is what they really worry about um, as far as determining your suitability. So, You can have as much debt as you want to have. Like, you can have nice things and you can owe on things, but if you are going to have those things in your name, you need to be paying on them. So the maximum amount of delinquent debt you can have is $10,000. That's when it's going to send, like, a ping to DOD CAF, and they're going to reach out asking for information and records for your payment on those things. You really don't need to have any delinquent debt unless you kind of want to explain things and go through a little lengthy process with our office, but it's really just delinquent debt that you need to worry about. You, As long as
0: you're paying on your things, you're good. And uh, for people talking about security clearances, how can you lose your security clearance other than uh, it, it, it expiring and you not – someone not following up and updating it, uh, how, how can you lose your security clearance?
2: So the way you lose your security clearance is there's numerous steps before you lose your security clearance. Mm-hmm. It starts at the CE alert, say you got arrested for a DUI or something. You don't yeah. respond to that. It moves to an RFI packet. It gives you another chance to respond. Then it moves to a statement of reasons. And then if you still don't respond to that, then it goes into a letter of revocation or a letter of denial and that process takes about two years for you to be able to lose it. So if you, if you don't respond to any of the notifications, then, yes, you're going to lose your security clearance. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to lose your security clearance for the financial, for getting arrested for a DUI or popping hot on a, a drug test. It's when you don't respond to the packets is when you lose your security clearance.
0: So what advice would uh, you give someone to, uh, that are maintaining their security clearance and just want to keep a steady record with it? What, what 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 would someone have to do for that?
1: So if you have derogatory information and you know that something could potentially pop up, my first piece of advice would be to just go ahead and self-report it. Because if you can get ahead of the issue, then you're able to respond. You have more time to respond and, um, it shows initiative that you're reaching out to try to mitigate those issues. Um, Secondly, if you don't self-report and there is an alert that comes out, um, be responsive and stay on top of it. And um, once you submit your, like, supporting documentation that is requested from you, be sure to make sure your unit submits it and make sure that it's, you know, being tracked to the highest level so that you can make sure you maintain your clearance and it doesn't fall through the cracks at any level
0: and uh for someone who wants to get in contact with y'all how would they reach you
2: it's quite simple for gko you can find us under the the j2 webpage and then also we have a phone number it's 299-4080 and you'll reach any one of us in the office And there's six of us working.
0: Well, I appreciate y'all coming on the podcast and uh, giving people information about uh, personnel security. And for those that are listening, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you.